Roddy Piper, and in honor of this Scotsman that's gone, I'm going to read, of course, from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. O son of noble family, from the hearts of those Buddhas, of the five families and their consorts, the light rays of their four wisdoms will each shine upon your heart, very fine and clear, like sunbeams stretched out. First, the wisdom of the Dharma Datu, a cloth of luminous white right rays, brilliant and terrifying, will shine upon your heart. From the heart of Verakana, in this cloth of light rays, a sparkling white disc will appear, very clear and bright, like a mirror facing downwards, adorned with five discs, life itself, ornamented with discs and smaller discs, so that it has no center, nor bubble gum. So, one must only kick ass. One must only kick ass. So say the Dharma of the Buddha. And I think that really just sums, summarizes the life of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty clear. No need to explain further than that. No, you nailed it, bro. Yeah. So that was a reading from part of the Book of the Dead, uh, because I couldn't find any other thing to start the show, and I've been reading dumb things to start every episode. But, you know, in combination of that and Rowdy Piper. Yeah. Um, that was perfect. Thank you. I saw a video of, of Rowdy Roddy Piper from the uh, just say the 70s why not back when he was in portland wrestling or one of those you know pre-wwf ones yeah and yeah. it's him cutting a promo on someone and it's he's in the woods by a truck and he hangs himself in the promo and but the thing is he actually does it like they talk about this backstage thing because his muscles were so good like his neck muscles were strong so he basically just flexed his neck muscles and hung himself while doing a promo <laughs> that guy's awesome <laughs> he, yeah he was he was like everything everything that you wanted in a pro wrestler yeah i that's he was my favorite when i was young and uh i uh that was great and uh just the other famous story of him he literally smashed a coconut an actual real life coconut on the fucking head of jimmy superfly snooker that's awesome yeah yeah um i remember my first impression of him was the um really terrible 1980s saturday morning cartoon where uh he was the he was the leader of the bad guys because at the time in um, WWF he was he was the whatever the most hated villain in WWF history or whatever, and he was like it was like Hulk Hogan was the the master of the good guys. Yeah, it was and, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling or something, right, or something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. something terrible, and I don't I don't remember. Mister T might have been on it too. I don't know, or maybe it was just on after that. But uh, I remember being confused completely as a kid because. I was like, Rowdy Roddy Piper is way cooler than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was most of the 80s stuff. Like, pretty much all of the villains were cooler than the heroes anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, every, in the, in, really, if you sat down and thought about it in your six-year-old mind, you really want to be He-Man or Skeletor. Skeletor's so much more badass. Yeah, I mean, 
you wanted to you wanted to do the right thing, but oh. you wanted to be a disembodied skeleton head. You know what I mean? In yeah, a, in a While purple cloak. It. Yeah, or maybe a, maybe Orko. Yeah. Orko could have worked because he was a flying weird KKK demon thing, and we all loved him. Him and Snarf. Yeah, well, Snarf turned out to uh, he got brought up on pedophilia charges after that show went off the air. Um, yeah, it was just it was a whole thing. We don't need to talk about it. It gets pretty dark. But you know, it's brutal. Yeah, brutal, brutal. Yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, when he he was on, he was. I remember watching part of the trial, and I don't like to watch publicized trials just because, you know, it's just it gets a little unsavory. I don't really like the idea of, you know, I don't know. I just don't want to be in it. But I remember seeing him on 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 the stand, and um, the prosecuting attorney or whatever was showing some pretty fucking graphic pictures that they found on 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 his hard drive. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, on Earth Two or whatever they lived in, Earth Three, uh, Thundera, and um, and he, he just broke down in tears. He just went, Snarf! and <laughs> you knew he was guilty, and it just you know it just broke your heart. Yeah, yeah, because you you know you don't want him to be guilty. You're like, please, please don't be a monster. Yeah. You know how many how many times did you save the day reluctantly? Yeah, and then in the end, it turns out much like Hulk Hogan, he's he's a horrible person. Yeah, I have I have read zero information about what's going on with Hulk Hogan. Apparently, he 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 used the N word a bunch on some tape from something. I don't <sighs> I, I don't I didn't really research it too much because, right? I mean, frankly, it's um. Well, isn't his mom Paula Dean? You lost me on that one. I'm sorry. I know the reference that Paula <laughs> Dean is like a famous person, but I don't actually know who that is. She's the last person. She's the last white person that got in trouble for using the N word 30 years ago. Oh, wait. I sort of remember the story. She like had like some party or something and everybody like dressed as slaves or some kind of shit like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's so, why I know something, her name. Yeah. Something that we're totally screwing up right now oh, by whatever. talking about it. Who cares? Bunch of fucking honkies. Um, there's two things. One, audience at home. That's Brett talking. Uh, altered underscore one so now you're caught up yeah and uh, i just want to know if there's something we can do about it it's not that bad but i'm pretty sure i can hear your dryer <laughs> is that is that anything was, is no, there like gonna, a door bring that up in a minute actually is, is there a door that could be closed or anything or we'll just deal with it no I'll, go, I'll actually go turn it off here in a moment if that's if that's a doable thing i mean if you're in a rush to get your clothes dry i, I certainly don't want to step between you and comfortable clothing for for your children Nope, nope, it's all good. I'm going to go turn it off right now because it was actually annoying me probably just as much as you. <laughs> I wasn't annoying me. It was in my head hearing listeners get annoyed. <laughs> Incredibly smooth edit brought to you by facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Enjoy. So, uh, all right. So Rowdy Roddy Piper dead tonight. Uh, Rhonda Rowdy Rhonda Rousey has uh, she's fighting in the UFC for for the uh, women's whatever weight belt. And she has dedicated the fight to Roddy Piper. And I think that's a damn fine thing to do. That was a damn fine thing to do. She's um pretty awesome. Yeah, she's, you know what she is? And I, I don't think a lot of analysts have really picked up on this. She's uh, real good at fighting people. Yeah, she's um she's intimidating, to say the least. Yeah, she like, she goes into a ring and then wins a lot. And it's like, wow, that, uh, you're good at doing that. It's pretty impressive. She, ha- she has that, like, uh, violence of action. Yeah. There's the the messing around, not not so much of that. Yeah, and she um she uh won a medal in Olympics in a sport that involves throwing people. So not that I'm ever gonna have a chance, but I certainly wouldn't want to get in a fight with her. 
No, she's she's very confident about her abilities. Yeah. Well, to be fair, anybody could beat me up. Like anybody. So it's not like really she doesn't even have to be uh like good at fighting at all and she she would win. <laughs> so it's not like really this isn't like a one of those like you know guys are really like yeah, yeah there's no woman that can beat me up kind of thing like no like yeah it's it's what I wouldn't stand a chance like maybe if I had like if they gave me a weapon and she didn't get one right m- maybe but even then I'm pretty sure, like I'm not very violent so I don't think I'd like like say they give me a baseball bat I'm not a particularly violent person so I think I'd be really nervous about swinging a baseball bat at someone. Right, so she'd like probably you, just be like, able to, like, dodge and flip me over, and then just like, oh, fuck. Now I lost, I'm a dude, and had a baseball bat, and I got the shit kicked out of me very quickly. <laughs> like, like all you would do would, would be to uh, hold the baseball bat in between you and her, and yeah. maybe shout, ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd watch of, that. I'd probably pay for that pay-per-view. Oh, I can tell you this. If, if the UFC books me to fight Ronda Rousey, it would be the most amusing uh, UFC match that anybody's ever seen. Not because of any kind of prowess, but because of the sheer embarrassment of, one, what I look like with my shirt off, and then, two, I don't even know how to throw, like, a punch, let alone know how to do any jiu-jitsu, judo, or not die instantly. Alex, <laughs> Alex, I'm going to need you to commit to wearing the sports bra. If this happens. Oh, no, I'd be honestly, I would prefer to wear a sports bra because the less okay. of me that gets seen in the ring, uh, the better. I'm not like, here's a good way. Like, here's here's an example of when I was a kid. If at some point they said, hey, let's play a sport and it's shirts and skins. I would say no, no, but you can be on the shirt side either way. I'm so against taking my shirt off. I don't even want to play a sport where the other team has their shirt off. That's how anti topless I am. I'm not doing this. When. uh I was asked to play a sport. I think it might have been either some sometime in middle school. But uh, they asked me to play football. And so my friends and I, of course, just stood way out on the field. And rather than participating in the sport, we had been reading about what hyperventilation does to the body. And so when the other kids started running at us, we just decided to stand there and hyperventilate out there on the football field until we passed out. That's a good idea. It was it was the most hilarious thing ever. Yeah, that's great. You know, Can you imagine the coach trying to deal with some asshole kids? Yeah, who are out there like hyperventilating on the field on purpose? How do you even deal with with that? Well, I mean, unless you, unless you're in a really small school, it's just you just sit them on the bench. I mean, obviously you're not gonna, like this isn't going anywhere for you. So it's just just sit there. Just it'll be over soon. Just watch the game and try to keep out, keep out of trouble. Yeah, I mean. But that's not what happened. They should have just put us on the bench. But you know what they did? They picked yeah. us up and they made us play again. That's really and then we stupid. did the same thing again. We ended up passing out about four or five times. We used to do the pass out game in school where you'd bend over and breathe in and out really hard a bunch. And then you yeah, um, you have exactly. your friend kind of choke you a little bit. Like they cut off the <laughs> – not the airway. They cut off like the blood s- supply to your to your head. Right. And then, and then like they'd tighten the belt around your left arm and then like inject you with heroin – and then, like, come in from behind, and then there was AIDS for some reason. I don't know. That was high school. This was just oh, more middle school yeah, kind of right. playing around, yeah. You know, right, I, right. I, yeah, middle school was more just, like, you know, passing out and playing the pass-out game, and that was fine. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, I The only thing I remember about playing sports is, uh, well, I remember a few things, but I played football when I was very young. And I remember at one point, uh, they were, like, in the, the scrum, whatever you call it, the... That's rugby, man. What do you call it when you like bend over and like talk to each other about what play is going to be? 
The huddle. The huddle. Yeah, the huddle. The huddle. It's, yeah, it's similar. So they're in the huddle, and uh, I didn't really even know how to play. Like, I knew, like, the ball goes past the thing and you get some points. But, like, so I was just kind of, like, standing next to them, like, as they were all bent over, like, huddling. And I was just going to, like, stand there. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a lineman. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So, like, I just, that's my memory of football. I was kind of, like, standing there going, like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't, I don't know the rules to this game. And uh, so, needless to say, uh, I only played that for a season. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, we're probably not um, cut from that cloth. No. Say, either uh, one of us. Team sports, not my strong suit. Like, I do, re- I played soccer. Uh, for a couple of years, I think, and like organized, yeah, and but again, really young, like I wasn't like, oh, I should play soccer, but uh, I I remember the only thing I really remember about that is uh, uh, mostly you know like sitting around waiting for the oranges to happen at halftime, and then one time they did like one of those fancy kick things where you could, like do a whole setup like a corner kick or something, and I went to the wrong side, not like the wrong oh. side of the, like the, the entire field, like the wrong side, like I was supposed to be on the left side of the goal, and I ended up on the right side. And then my coach yelled at me. I'm like, I don't fucking know what I didn't say fucking, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I have no fucking idea. No one taught me how to play this game. They just put me out and say, play soccer. Like, I don't know. I don't want to kick the thing through the thing. And I don't even think I ever touched the ball. So fuck you. People just screaming, come on at you. Yeah. I mean, maybe I really wasn't paying attention. I spaced out a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When I was growing up, I always wanted to, I always wanted to play roller hockey for some ungodly reason. Yeah. But it turns out um, the kids who played roller hockey in my town were like ended up on the national team. Oh, so maybe really? that had something to do with it. Mm. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Riverside, California. Oh, California. All right. I've yes. heard of that place. Yeah. Uh, I, um, yeah, team sports never worked for me. I, I, was, I was quite good at skateboarding, but there wasn't teams involved there. Cause you were, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, what time period were you skateboarding? Uh, I skated from... I guess I started when I was like 12 and then I gave up in my early 20s. So like early 90s to about World Trade Center. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see. Definitely early 90s. For me, it was early 90s till till or, yeah till mid 90s. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing was I, I got pretty good at it. Uh, not like professional by any way, but like, you know, good for just fucking around like I could. But uh, I was really good at ollieing over stuff, like really high shit, and I found that very fun. So it, a lot of my skating career was like just either finding some steps to go down or uh, or jumping over stuff. That was like really a lot of it. But I was quite good at jumping over stuff, and it was fun. And That's uh, awesome. it wasn't organized, so that was fun because I was like, oh, I can be somewhat athletic, but I don't have to obey rules of any kind. In fact, most of the time I was breaking some kind of civil ordinance, so you know, adds to the fun. Right. Yeah. So. When's the last time you were on a board? A couple of years ago. Um, not like, tr- like I think just somebody had a skateboard. I was like, oh, I wonder if I can do anything. Um, I could, miraculously enough, but uh, not well. And I certainly wasn't comfortable by any stretch, but I could still ollie. And I think I did, I did one other thing. I think I did maybe like a 180 or something, but that was it. And I got a little, like, a little wobbly. I'm like, nah, I'm too old to fall on pavement. So I'm good. I'm, good. I'm not going right, yeah. to fucking try this anymore. Yeah, I went back. You know, my son skateboards. Uh, by the way, I have a son. He's totally an adult. Uh, <laughs> he still skateboards. Good for him. But um, yeah, I can still I can still roll forward on the skateboard comfortably. But if I try anything that even remotely resembles an ollie, it is totally disastrous. Yeah, that's I I can definitely still ollie, but it doesn't. 
it doesn't feel comfortable by any stretch. It, and like, I just, I just feel a permanent break happening. Like, not that I actually yeah, feel exactly. any pain, but it's just yeah. like, I'm just picturing, I'm too old to be doing this. There's no positive. Like I blew my knee out uh, really bad when I was skating when I was young and I never got it like fixed or anything. I just kind of let it heal. So my knee sucks. And I quit skating like shortly after that. And I'm kind of happy that uh, I did because I'm like, my knee works still. But like, I can't like do skateboardy stuff or like, I don't know, knee intensive. You know, I, I, I can't think of anything that involves knees to that much. But like any kind of like sporty knee twisty stuff, I ain't going to do that. But like, I'm pretty much fully functional. I'm pretty sure that if I was better at skating and had to keep going, like thinking I was going to go pro, I'd be some hobbled old man. So I'm pretty happy with my choice to stop. Nice. Yeah. So no, uh, no auditions for Spider-Man Live in your future. No, no. Uh, no. Okay. I, I shall not be turning off the dark. Um, <laughs> Did you ever catch that? By the way. No, no. I was living on the West Coast when that happened. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, all I heard was that people got hurt. Yeah, I heard it was it was fucking terrible. I would like to. No, I don't want to see it. I like watching terrible things, but like. The idea of actually, like, going to something terrible is really funny, but then you're like, oh, shit, I have to, like, sit here for two hours. Like, this was a lot funnier last night when we were drunk, and we were like, hey, let's go to Spider-Man thing, it could be hilarious. But they're like, oh, fuck, I forgot, this like, is, like, a full yeah, thing. You, yeah. you, what you really want is to just watch your own reaction video on YouTube. Yeah. Look at how dumb we were by watching that. Exactly. Like, what I want is to somehow, like, fast forward and then remember that we went and, and been like, that was hilarious. But when you're there, it's like, oh, my God, this is... Why did we do this? You know, we gotta. It'll be funny in a few hours, but God, that few hours is a really long time away. Yeah, and they and like they all they serve is like super expensive wine. Oh, uh, do they? No, no, no. I'm saying like if you're at the show. No, no. I'm saying do they? I I haven't gone to a a sh- Broadway ish show since I was before I was 21. So I don't. Man, I'm yeah. totally totally assuming. I have no, absolutely no idea. You sounded good. I mean, I. Right? I bought it. I've, I'm like, that's <laughs> completely sounds like a reasonable thing that, that theater. I mean, of course I'm coming from the same thing of, yeah, I went to some Broadway stuff, but I never really liked it that much. And I was like, okay. I think, I think I saw the whiz when I was like eight. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. Um, I either saw cats or I saw the commercial so many times that I believe that I've seen cats. Man, memories like that are so weird. You know, foggy, misty memories of the way we yeah. were. Yeah. Like people you grow up with and you, you've heard the story so many times and sometimes you tell the story as if you lived through it, but you're like, wait a minute, was that me or was that my brother? Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. The, just because I'm not good at, um, uh, segues, not the, not the people mover, like the, the way to move between topics, but this is fucking weird. You brought that up. So we have one phone call, uh, to play one, one voice message, but it's okay. from a guy that drunkenly told a story that happened to me to me that we had, he had heard me say it enough times that he had kind of usurped my story and told me and I'm like, wait, no that's my way. story. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much remembering this 15 years later. So, and I'm pretty sure it's him, but if he listens to this, I don't quote me on that, but it's funnier to, to remember it this way. See, the thing is most people would just have gone with their original story, but I'm well aware of how weird my brain is that story's morph, but I do have a strong memory of him telling me a story that happened to me. But let's play this. This is a message from him. Okay. The horrible thing approaching this world, this, this pandemic, this pandemic of podcasts, people speaking incessantly of nonsense and bullshit and cats, 
cheese. I like cheese. Good cheddar. Good cheddar would be good right now. Maybe a pepper jack. A pepper jack with Italian beef. Perhaps a nice buffalo mozzarella. Genoa salami. What do you think about that, silly man? Silly, silly man! Well, thank you, Justin. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> let me let me break this down real quick. My favorite thing about that whole thing was <laughs> I feel like he was trying to come up with some exotic cheeses and all he could say was good cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the good one. Well, wait, wait, okay, what he's he's a uh, uh a chef. <laughs> so that makes that makes me really happy. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, so but here's the question that I have. One is um how dare you bring up Genoa salami. I am a vegetarian, so fuck you, Justin. Fuck you. Oh, the guy's name is Justin. That called, by the way. Oh, I have a Justin too. Let me tell you. Secondary question or point. He says, and I quote, "Perhaps a nice buffalo mozzarella." Is that mozzarella? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna change the way I pronounce that word every time I say it. So is that mozzarella? That's from buffalo milk. <laughs> <laughs> or is it mozzarella that's flavored like buffalo hot wings? Huh. Or is it from Buffalo, New York? I feel like everything from Buffalo, New York is flavored like buffalo wings is my guess. Is that where buffalo wings come from is Buffalo, New York? Yeah. Okay. Okay. From a bar that I th- think is called the Anchor Bar. Bl- if I'm right about that, that's impressive. If I'm wrong, it's not that impressive. It's not that stupid. So I'm just going to go with that. I'm very confident that. <laughs> but yeah, it came from some place in Buffalo, New York, uh, some bar. You can still go there. And it's the home of the world famous, really obvious thing that somehow this place claims claim to. Right. And my my only knowledge of Buffalo, New York, probably comes from those uh, bathroom reader books that you read while you're taking a crap. Like the ones that have funny facts in them? Yes. Oh, okay. That's probably the only reason why I even vaguely would recognize that Buffalo Wings came from that region. Yeah. You know what's weird, too? And this is not necessarily about Buffalo, New York, but, uh, uh, well, I guess so. You know, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, Buffalo? You know, the, the animal? Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, there's, we didn't, we didn't have those in America. We have bison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't have buffalo. Like, Buffalo never existed here. I have no fucking idea why everything's like Buffalo Bill Cody. He shot bison, not buffalo. Okay, my un- from what I've read about, I don't. I could be completely wrong, but they're apparently the same animal. No, but one's got that weird fucking, um, um, like those weird horns and kind of like lives in water. Like, the that's that's a bison. That's a buffalo. No, that's a, like, yeah, like a water buffalo. Like a water like buffalo, a, yeah. Like the African buffalo, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the, the, I mean, I know... I think at this point it, it is the same thing, but technically the things that we have here are bison, not buffalo. Yeah, I think I think it's more like a communication breakdown. Yeah. I mean, I, of course I get it. I mean, I'm not like actually mocking people for it. It's just, um, I'm sure you've heard me go off many times about how the Portland soccer team, the women's soccer team is called the Thorns based on the uh, roses, you know, because they're the rose <laughs> city. But uh, ro- roses have prickles, not thorns. So I'm like, yeah, you, I'm semantic at you. Good ladies of soccer. You son of a bitch. Yeah, it's true. I got both of those facts from QI, uh, the BBC show. So if I'm wrong or annoying, blame Stephen Fry. Fair enough. Fair enough. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Buffalo Wings, Buffalo, Justin. Oh, yeah. So, Justin, uh, good job. Thank you for calling. If anybody wants to call, 
Uh, not right now, because we're not live. So if you call right now, well, I could answer, but it'd be fucking weird. Uh, 503-468-6959. 503-468-6959. You can leave a message and talk about cheese if you'd like. And I'll play well, what if, what if, what if we, what if it was like they were time traveling? Yeah, that would be fucking creepy if right now the phone, like the Alex's right? phone rang and then they started, yeah, and then they were like, hey, I've, I have a point to make about cheese. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah, unfortunately, I've already tried doing the thing where I call my own phone. It doesn't work, so damn, damn my high. Because it'd be funny if I called and did like a really fake voice and, and, I mean, not funny in the in a very like, not sense. I don't see. Know. No, I'm I'm like getting ready to click on the you know three other people in my contacts list. Like, you know, who can I get to get in on this call and yeah. pretend like they're time traveling? Yeah, unfortunately, we would have to do it live on air. And yeah, fuck that. Uh, so here's two things. One of which I'm wearing an Alex Cash shirt right now, which is fun. Uh, that is awesome. I got a I got a test print, and it looks like shit. So I finding a different company, but I am wearing an Alex Cash shirt while doing the Alex Cash. So I feel like. There's uh, some kind of some kind of goodness happening here tonight. What do they call that? It's um, meta. Yeah, this is meta. This is some meta shit. Like I'm advertising so the show that I'm on, and I am meta. I'm I'm like Metatron. I'm Metatron's you're, cube. I'm a, you're like the being John Malkovich scene where John Malkovich goes inside of John Malkovich's own brain. Yeah, Alex Cast, 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 Alex Cast. Yeah. Fun times. What, um, what, what's happening here? Okay. Uh, questions, things. Okay. I said that. Um, I said other stuff. What did we say we wanted to talk about? The, we have like no show prep at all. No, I so, never do. You do. Like, obviously you've taken some kind of notes. No, the not, only thing that tonight. I brought to the yeah. table was, <laughs> I was like, um, Alex wants me to be on his show. Well, maybe he does. and Or, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But. What should we talk about? And my wife's like, well, what's he into? I go, uh, he's into like weird occult stuff. And she said, why don't you guys talk about the cinematic depiction of magic in movies and, and television shows? Yeah, that's right. That sounds familiar. Let's talk about that. That's a good idea. Thank you, uh, wife. Here's my first point on this. I am shocked and, and I'm, very, and I'm shocked in a good way and at, frankly proud of you as a husband that you that she had to ask about this show because I know right. you to be a regular listener. I know you interact with me quite a lot. I know for a fact that there are quite a few spouses out there that fucking hate me never having heard the show because their <laughs> husbands get really into it and just jabber their fucking ears off about the crap they heard on my show. I've heard it from oh, a man. few different listeners that this is this is something that happens, which I take great pride in. I think it's fantastic. But also, I'm really happy to hear that your wife had to, after all this time listening and knowing each other, she had to ask about it. It's like, oh, wow, you're like a reasonable person that doesn't yammer in her ear about shit. Yeah. Um, well, she knows service level stuff. Like, she knows that uh, I contacted you on Twitter because I read your book. And I'm like, I'm, this guy has a Twitter handle. I'm going to say what's up, <laughs> you know? Um but she, I don't know. She doesn't pry into stuff like that. She's not some freakish, like, I need to know every detail of your life type of person. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't going with that. I was going with you not being one of those yappy people that you go, hey, you know what I heard on the show today? Hey, you know what I heard on the show today? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. man. No. I get Heck it. No. I, I've heard that from a few people, and I find it very fun because, I mean, frankly, if I'm not going to have a relationship, I like ruining others. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I was actually just going to comment. That is excellent. That that 
very thing is happening. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You know, if, if I can't build something up, I might as well tear something else down. You know, it's the law of nature. All right, so we're going to talk about this occult and thing, uh, occult and media. But uh, before that, quickly, last episode, I think it was, I was talking about um, Richard Hoagland and um, that other guy. What's his name? Um, what's the guy that isn't Richard Hoagland? Uh, uh, no clue. Fuck me. Um, oh, whatever. If anybody listened last week, uh, I, I watched another video from Hoagland's partner of one of the last books he wrote. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. doesn't matter. But he explained a lot of the shit that I was making fun of a lot better uh, this uh, during his talk. So I was mocking this, um, some of the numerology shit that he was going on about and how he seemed like he was just making it up as he went. Not making it up as he went, but that any number seemed to matter. It was explained a lot better in the other clip. So that was kind of my bad. Um, I didn't, like, it's not my bad in that he sucked at explaining it in the video, but it wasn't as stupid as I thought it was. So I I, I take back my comments about how dumb uh, his theory is uh, because it's just he didn't explain it very well. But listening to his partner explain it, it was uh, much better. I mean, it's still pretty horse shitty, but... It was much more uh, internally consistent horseshit than I than I previously thought. So my apologies. As a truth teller, I'm taking back my statements about Richard Hoagland and that other guy, Jim Marks. There we go. Jim Marks. Oh, yeah. oh man, now I'm gonna have to Google this stuff because is it it's numerology stuff? Or no, what? no, it's it's uh well it's based in numer. There's some numerology. It's uh, uh ancient structures on the moon and Mars. Um, oh, if okay. uh, it, once you get the last week's show, if, if you listen to it, you'll uh, you'll hear me prattle on about it but there's a thing called um dark something it's hoagland and this other guy dark something dark whatever it's about the occult history of nasa which i'm sure you've heard some of um yeah like yeah i've heard people touch base yeah so it's that but then they, he goes into some of like the new the uh kind of not necessarily numerology but like sacred numbers and reference points of where they landed and all the shit like um oh. You know, that it's actually a reference to some ancient Egyptian thing. And it was some of the stuff, like, it's interesting. I don't know it off the top of my head well enough to repeat it. But uh, the way that the way that uh, uh, Hoagland was describing it, or maybe it was Jim Mars, because I watched them back to back and I forgot which one said which, but just really poorly described. So I was like, this is just, this doesn't make any sense. But his partner, um, Mr. Flipperty Jibbit, whatever his name is, did a really, <laughs> he did a, like the video I watched. I'm like, oh, I totally get what you're saying now. Like, oh, now I understand why this is like a, like, because it just sounded like he was just looking for anything and then throwing it together. And then the other guy was kind of referencing more specific detail. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like, if, right. Yeah. yeah. First dude had done a little. Anyway, so I'm apologizing. So, Brett, before I before I, I give my opinion on occulty stuff, because I am um, somewhat um, I don't want to say an expert, but I'm a I'm facile. I, I'm I'm I know a bit about the occult, about the weird. About the macabre. <laughs> yes. What do you think? What do you think is a good, a good, uh, not interpret, yeah, interpretation. What do you think is a good, uh, yeah, interpretation of the occult or the weird on screen and TV and stuff like that? Like, what's the ones that you think, like, to you as a, I mean, assuming you're not like a, a, an occult practitioner type? No, I mean, there was, there was a time, you know, where I was in, um, like freshman high school or like late in my middle school type of age where I was reading all the books and trying to figure out where, where that subject was coming from, I guess you could say. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So in the media and cinema. Yeah. Like which ones do you think like for you as a, as a non practitioner or whatever, 
you know, okay. Uh, as, okay. as a I'm muggle. Gonna, uh, <laughs> the, the strangest thing that you, you ask me this, but I'm going to lay this on you and I, I'm going to, I was just thinking about that very question before you ask it. Well, it's not that strange. You, you brought it up. No, no. I mean like the specific question of like, what do you think is the most? Oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and it's been just crying in my head this whole time when, as soon as my wife brought up, brought up the subject and, you know, we talked about the craft and bed knobs and broomsticks and, um, you know, all the, all the, all the movies you think of when you think of that subject. And the one that pops into my head the most and the, the most prevalent was bed knobs and broomsticks, man. Oh, I wish you didn't say that. And here's why. I've never seen that movie and I have no way to comment on it. Why, why, why does that one strike you? You're going to have to describe okay. in detail. I will. I will. I will exactly explain. I've, I've heard of it. I've just not watched it. Okay. So it was like a, I'm not sure if it was Disney or not. I'm pretty sure it was Disney. They might deny it now. I'm not exactly sure. Like, sort of like the Black Cauldron. Yeah, yeah, or, or that uh, the one with Uncle Remus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, like they'll 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 show cartoon images of the villains, but they won't say where they came from or or admit to the movie ever being made. Yeah, Song of the <laughs> South. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Song of the South, the same way. But uh, yeah, bed knobs and broomsticks. Angela Lansbury was the um, protagonist in that one, and it dealt with magic. And she was some sort of witch. And I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But from what I remember, the references to magic in that movie were um, closer to what people actually think of as magical people than other movies. Like um, the word Astaroth was mentioned. And I don't know, maybe it's like Crowley references and stuff like that. No, I gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as far as like media depiction, that was one of the ones that for some reason, certain details of it seemed more like they did a little bit more research into like what was really going on at the time than other movies have. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean, it's interesting because it's I mean, that's like a kitty kind of one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, in the movie. So she has to find the star of Astaroth, but it ends up going into this cartoon kingdom with like a lion. A witch and wardrobe? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. Just, Sorry, just a lion. Yeah. And I think there was a tent. And at some point, the army of the undead came to life. Oh, oh, all right. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I could comment on it, but cool. Yeah, I mean, that sounds... I like. I do like when they um, pay kind of uh, service to some of the kind of... No, like, they'll use magical words. You know, like, they'll just throw out... Not abracadabra, but like, you know, they'll throw out... Um, you know, uh, Enochian magic, they'll use that phrase. Like, you know, the, so it seems like somebody that wrote the book at least went through and like looked up, you know, kind of keywords about magic and, and threw it out there. Keywords about, uh, yeah, you know, like cult. somebody gets stabbed in the throat with the copper dagger, dagger of Inanna. Yes. That you know, one. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, like anytime they use like a demon name, it's like, oh, that's fun. You're using the actual thing. Well, it's sort of fun. I also think, well, you're, if this movie gets popular, you're feeding psychic power into, a demonic name and maybe that's not the best idea ever, but you know, um, yeah. So how do you feel about all that? Like you, are you, um, I know you went through a period where, and you announced it on one of your shows where you're like, I'm no longer a believer or I'm not sure if I'm a believer or some, some such. How are you feeling now? Um, I'm kind of, I'm working my way back. This is something that happens to me constantly though. Um, not constantly, but I go through like waveforms where this was a severe one just because I was in a fucking really bad mental place. And, um, 
one of my kind of coping mechanisms was the kind of occult and the magical practice. So losing that was, you know, a tough, uh, tough run, but I'll go back and forth to like, I'll be reading physics books for a year and then go to, you know, the full other extreme, you know? Um, so I go back and forth a lot, but right now I'm kind of building my way back up. Like I'm starting to look at tarot again. I've been kind of contemplating doing some spells. I've been, um, kind of planning on rebuilding my altar. Um, not rebuilding, but kind of spiffing it up. It's still there. I just never, I don't necessarily use it. But um, for me, I mean, I think the most uh, accurate depiction of kind of the occult and, um, you know, the this sort of thing is is uh, the movie uh, Warlock. Because oh, I actually, yeah, I, yeah, see, yeah. I time traveled from 257 years ago, and <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very allergic to salt. So uh, there, uh, I was just trying to come up with the dumbest movie possible. Um, yeah, as far as like the, the occult, it, weirdly enough, I just saw it. Um, did you happen to catch... Um, uh, uh, Doctor Norell and Mister Strange, Norell and Strange. No, um, the just the name sounds vaguely familiar. Well, it was, it was quite a popular book, and I said that like I knew I never heard of it, but after watching the show, I found out it, it was quite a popular book and was uh, being bandied about everywhere. And it was one of those things of like, this is going to be so hard to film. Uh, I've not read the book, but in that, there's a uh, Mister Norell or whatever Norell is uh, this. Uh, wait, how can I describe? Okay, the the concept of it is that English magic uh disappeared. English magic, there used to be English magic, um, and it worked, and magicians could like do stuff like proper, you know, proper magic, you know, like mm-hmm. making shit happen, uh, not stage magic, not you know, magic alchemy. with a K. Yeah, but even but even that like magic, but I mean magic with a K, but like uh visible, like hey, I'm making that guy levitate or or uh. uh you know, shit like that, like actual proper, right. like, you know, sci-fi style magic. And it went away. So, um, Norell's trying to like write a book on English magic and trying to like bring it back and make it respectable. And his whole thing is Norell is he, he's obsessed with his books. He's read every book and he's got uh, a giant library that he essentially can live in. And, uh, everything is in depth and subtle and almost non-functional. Um, and then, you know, this, kind of natural guy shows up and starts doing fabulous shit, like making trees throw people and shit like that. But Norell is the one that strikes me as the closest to actual magical practice or actual occult, occult practice is it's generally a bunch of fastidious weirdos with a bunch of books and they're usually pretty smart and they're usually very well read and their magic, if there is any, is subtle and not spoken about in specifics, you know? And that's the one that strikes me because it's, it's mostly like it's almost actual like occult practitioners, actual magicians that I've known and myself are. Well, I mean, I yap too much, but they're almost like academics. You know, it's almost like a, a knowledge collectors less than um, what would the thaumaturgist, you know, not anybody that's, you know, wielding the powers of something and shoving it some way, you know? Yeah. So. So less um, waving a wand around and sparkles flying out of it and more. Nose in a book, and what were the druids doing? Yeah, though not so much the druids, because I think they're bullshit. Um, not like the druid, like not like making fun of them, but I don't actually think really the druids. Not that they didn't exist, but I don't really believe in them. I know this sounds weird, but like you know the druids, like they go to like Stonehenge uh, every year on the solstice, 
the druids. Oh, so, wait, whoa, whoa. So, like, people who say that they're druids go to the Stonehenge. Yeah. No, but here's the thing is the druids had nothing to do with Stonehenge. They weren't there. They were from somewhere that's, else. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it was just one of these things of, like, I'm not sure if druids are actually, like, a thing. Like, I think it just might be, like, this this word that got passed down to us and then kind of got uh, attributions to it. You know, it's kind of like um, how Wicca is equal to earth magic now, where Wicca, that word was coined in, like, I don't know, the the 50s or something like it was really recent right yeah like so just like jehovah's witness those people swear that their religion is so ancient and <laughs> it was like in 1952 or something yeah but isn't it but i, I thought they were based on i thought they were saying it's ancient because it's based on like the old testament or whatever no um i my my family was jehovah's witnesses oh, really? i grew up and um from what i understand i could be wrong but from what I, I dug just barely deeper than the surface level. And what I found out was, is that the religion was started in, I want to say the fifties. Cause that sounds right right now. Could yeah. be totally wrong. But, um, all they really did was choose to use the word Jehovah, which was, I want to say a Greek word. And they, they just liked that word for God. So in all the places where it references God or his name in the Bible, they just inserted Jehovah. Yeah, well, that's why I thought it was for the. Well, Jehovah is a is a corruption of the Tetragrammaton. Is the the four words for the Hebraic God is is yeah, is exactly. Yod Ha Va. So it's Jehovah. It's the Tetragrammaton. So it's basically it's those four words reference God. So that's why I thought they said they're old because they're using Jehovah, which is that's what the Jews called them. So I thought they were going like, oh, well, we're just like a new version. We're like a a new chapter of the Jew thing or whatever. No, they just they just decided oh, that they just that's, that's okay. how they like it. They're <laughs> nice. like, um, that sounds cool. Let's yeah. let's use that throughout the entire text. Oh, that's wow. Yeah, the only thing I know about Jehovah's Witnesses is literally the word Jehovah. I I, I have no fucking. I don't even. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they believe in. It's just oh, that's the word from the Old Testament. All right, they're probably some kind of Christian Jewy thing. They try to their their whole thing is they try to be um they try to follow the Bible as literally as possible. So like. That's why those poor children don't get to have birthday parties or Christmas. Ew, really? Yeah, because the, the Bible doesn't say specifically, hey, man, you should celebrate birthdays because they're fun. And Christmas is a holiday. Since it doesn't say that in the Bible, they're like, nope, we're not doing that. Oh, well, yeah, but they also say they don't say you can drive cars, ride in airplanes. No, no, no. You can, you can drive cars, ride in airplanes if you're a Jehovah's Witness. But it doesn't say in the Bible that you can. Yeah, but see, they're so picky choosy. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Well, what the fuck? That's stupid. Exactly. Well, exactly. So. Sorry there, Joho's, but um, your religion is stupid. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's like an actual, like, offensive thing, but I, we used to call them Joho's when we were younger. It was fun. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, New Orleans Strange is the one that pops to mind. And then the, um, I'm trying to think of more like, that's more the magical side. I'm trying to think of more like the occult kind of secret society side. Um, that movie, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. It was a terrible movie, but uh, the one that's kind of based on Skull and Bones. I think it was actually just called Bones or something like that. Or The Skulls. Or, yes, 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 The Skulls. Terrible movie, but like at, at its core, that's sort of what is actually happening there, which is unfortunate because it's such a terrible movie because you'd be like, oh, you could point to that, but you know, no. Yeah, um, let's see. What's another another one that's tries to hit home but just swings in the dark? 
Uh, Warlock oh, was a good one. You know, it's a you know it's a actually a good one, and and a lot of people shit on this movie. I don't know why. I actually quite like it, but um, Kubrick's last movie, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of yeah. that stuff is absolutely is directly kind of lifted from Illuminati practice. Like a lot of like the references there. I think that one is probably a real. Not probably. I believe that one to be a pretty true representation of that kind of higher level Illuminati Bilderbergy kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. I I can. Yep. I'll vouch for that. I'll vouch. And for I can you. I can vouch for that because you're part of the Illuminati. No, but I'm working my way up. Oh yeah. I have been inducted as a Master Freemason. Really? I really have. When did this happen? Ooh. I want to say like six years ago. Oh no, shit! All right, so which yeah. which which lodge? Uh, so that's what Scottish Rite, or is that the other one? Or you're free and accepted? Yeah, free and accepted. Oh, exactly. Okay. So that's the one with thirty three degrees. Yeah. Okay. So what do, what do you start at? Start out as? Um, as far as the numbers of the yeah. degrees. Like, do you just are you just start at one? I think it's that whole thing is actually pretty confusing to me. Oh, so they they didn't they don't like tell you that's not they don't tell you like some secret thing. That's not like a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that starts mattering until you like get into the twenties, and you're like, oh, I'm like level twenty five, and they're like, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. Well, this is fun. Um, how how okay? Well, I it's weird because I don't. Let's put it this way: if I were to somehow trick you into talking about some things, would you have broken a vow which involved the removal of your tongue? Let me put it this way. Okay, so yes, got it. I um, will. <laughs> let, me, let me put it this way. I've watched it. Look, there's videos of it on the fucking internet nowadays. You know, right? Sorry, right. the secret society isn't so secret anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I may or may not have found a um, Kindle book that has every single Masonic degree described in detail and ceremonies. Yeah. I may or may not have found that book before I ever even dreamed of being. Becoming a master mason. Okay. So I won't talk about it at all because I agreed to that and I withhold, you know, I, I'm going to hang on to my own honor. Yeah. But yeah, it's out there, buddy. Oh, no, I know. I've read it. I just wanted to see how, let's put it this way. I've read a lot of shit about Freemasons, about, uh, fuck, to the Knights of Columbus, to the fucking Odd Fellows. Is, there's a lot of conflicting shit out there, so... Oh yeah. Whether or not you know one thing happens, all right. So let me ask you this: Is is will you help this poor widow's son? Will I help this poor oh, okay, widow's you're not there son? Yet. Uh, it's a it's an old Masonic thing. Okay. Also, have you have they talked? And this is probably the stuff you can talk about. It's not like the sworn secret shit. Hire my biff. Oh yeah, yeah. No, is that something they talk about? Like yeah, like that's uh-huh. like a that's part of like the out front because it's hard to tell when you read this shit because it's usually conspiracy theory fucking ridiculousness when you read about it and it's hard to tell how much is actually just oh you show up you get signed in and they're like oh yeah anyway we believe that Hiram Abiff was the builder of the the temple of Solomon and blah 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 yeah he's in the bible man it's no big deal yeah yeah no but I I don't know I don't know how much this you know it's it's terrifically odd to try to figure out which is the conspiratorial side because you know apparently there's you know the outer ring of Freemasonry that believes in one thing and then the inner there's, ring. That yeah, man, the, yeah. there's no way I'm telling you right now, there's no way I'm as near to the cool stuff as I, I wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you, what do you get to do? Like, what do you, what do you do as a Freemason? The only thing I've got to do since, um, my current, um, employment situation has me all over the country is since I still am in good standing with the lodge. 
I can partic- I can go to any lodge around the country and hang out with the people in the lodge and see what they're up to. Oh, all right. And it, that's it, about it, really. So basically, you're just paying dues to have like a, you know, it's like a a, a hangout spot. Right, and and I've only exercised it like twice, you know, in the past six years. Met some met some other Freemasons, you know, in a couple other states, and was like, "All right, yeah, here we are." Yeah. Well, <laughs> my 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 pipe dream was to be like, "I'm gonna find out what it's all about for real." Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then I'm like, "No, I just I need to just work and take care of my family." Yeah, that's usually the way it works out. There was a there was a book by some guy, um, but he was a. I think they pretty much proved that he was a really, really high-ranking Freemason, and he ended up writing a book about, like, all the in-depth, detailed stuff and how everything actually works, and he got in a lot of shit for it. But if anybody wants to know, there actually are non-conspiracy theory books out there, you know, that just describe the actual day-to-day workings. Right. Um, though, there was a book, actually, that, that got me into it and maybe made me transition from going, oh, that'd be really cool to, like, infiltrate the... Freemasons to going, eh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to try it out, you know, in a much more, I'm not going to try to infiltrate it. I'm just going to see what it's all about type of thing. Yeah. And it was, I was at this bookstore and there's this huge pile of books in one of those like bargain bins. And, you know, nobody was going to buy these books, but it was a book written by a Freemason, two other Freemasons. And originally it was one of those texts that wasn't supposed to be public. But yeah. for some reason, somewhere along the line, somebody was like, oh, who cares? Just let him publish this book. And uh, I read it, and it was basically a guy from inside the fraternity saying, this is what our fraternity is supposed to be about, and it's become like this haven for politicians and you know, asshole businessmen who are trying to get ahead and rub shoulders with the right people. And let's take this back to the, where it's supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to be trying to become better as a species, as humans. And, you know, it's a fraternal organization. So this is like the male aspect of it. But let's get back to we're trying to be improved as beings in the universe. And so when I read that book, I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to come at it from that angle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to grok it like that. Yeah. No, I dig. I, I've, I have, uh, at many times in my life thought about joining up in one of the fraternal organizations because they overlap a lot. Like the guy, the, the, the occult, you know, witchy store that I go to to buy my whatever witchy supplies, uh, is one of the guys that works there is a, uh, Freemason. He's got the little, um, um, what do you call it? What the hell's it called? Uh, cross and, uh, no, uh, uh, compass and, that's Freemason symbol. He's Compass got the little, square. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I couldn't, I, my brain was just somewhere else. Uh, he's, he's got like a really nice gold pin that he wears. Um, and, uh, like his lodge thing on the, on his, on his vest. And he works at the occult shop. So I'm like, Oh, you know, all right. So the overlap is still existent enough that, you know, this could be something I'd be interested in, but I never really met an, uh, a Mason in town. So I don't want to just try to. Oh, that's what I had to do. I had, I, I had, I know zero Freemasons. So, yeah. um, I had to find out where the lodge was and like walk in and ask somebody for a list of the people who were attendant at the lodge. Cause you know, I did my research. I was like, how do you, how do you do it if you don't know anybody? You know, and I'm like, well, you got to find somebody who is. Yeah. And so it was so, it was terribly, terribly embarrassing and intimidating to like 
find a bunch of old dudes in a town where you don't even feel like you really live there. And you're like, uh, you, you want to sponsor me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out the, the funny part about that is, is like the Freemasons are desperate for new membership. Well, that's what I heard is that you don't really even need a sponsor these days. It's like basically if you just walk in and be like, hey, I want to join the, you know, that pretty much let you. Yeah, they just don't want it to die at this point. It's kind yeah. of sad. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea. Uh, I just, um, one, I'm, I'm hesitant because I do, um, swearing of oaths do have like a certain power that I believe in. So I think I would have a hard time not talking about it. And th- so that's that's a problem. And uh, I don't want to pay dues. That's yeah. Yeah, because I don't like paying dues. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's one of the weirdest aspects of it. Yeah, but I do, I like the idea of, you know, being part of fraternities in that, like, maybe they could get me a job I'm not qualified for or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, thing, that I've, would be cool. I've said it on the show a bunch is I've done a really shitty job of being part of the, like, the white patriarchy. Like, I've done, I've gotten really very little from this. So I feel like maybe I should join up with a secret society so I could, you know, maybe start taking advantage of some of my, you know, delightful white skin. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually just ve- very, in a subtle way touched upon that because I was trying to go to dive school and I remember talking to some of the guys in the lodge and being like, is there some sort of maybe like college tuition type of program I can get involved with? (laughs) And I was so embarrassed to ask about that because I'm like, I'm being one of those guys who thinks they're just going to get ahead by being a Freemason. So I was like so reluctant, but I, I went ahead and I'm like, is there any way anybody can help me out with going to school? And they're like, um, no, dude, you're like 33 years old. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why are you even going to school right now, you loser? <laughs> no, they didn't really say that. But um, they said no. They have college scholarships for people graduating high school. And I was not one of those people. So now I'm like $50,000 in debt. So Oof. there you go. Ouch. Yeah. Well, that's fun. But you get to go diving now, so that's fun. Oh, I'm not complaining about that. I, have, I, I enjoy my job. Yeah, your job is um, what I would think is, to me, and I'm not making no claims because you have a different brain than I, uh, the worst thing I could possibly imagine. Um, I don't like enclosed spaces and being underwater, uh, and it seems like you often combine those two. And I, holy fuck would I never do that. Like, I mean, good on you, caps off, you know, different people enjoy different things, but that just sounds like nightmare fuel to me. Oh, well, well, let me add to that then. It's not only small confined spaces that are underwater and in complete darkness, but inside of machinery that has the potential to turn on and kill you. Yeah. You know what's weird? That part doesn't bother me as much as the as the as the claustrophobia and the underwater thing. Like, I'm not as afraid of a machine turning on and killing me as I am just kind of getting stuck somewhere. I don't I don't I'm not saying this is a logical thing. It's just the way my brain works is oh fuck that. Ugh no Oh yeah, well maybe maybe because the machine would just like be merciless and just kill you quick. Yeah. But but the thing is is it's not just a machine, but the thing that's protecting you from the machine is some like hillbilly from southern Kentucky who like swears to god he hung a lock on the breaker that controls the pump oh. that will kill you. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not good. I watched I didn't really like I I've never been it's particularly like not claustrophobic, but I never been like, man, I really want to be in small spaces, but it's never something that really occurred to me. Like I'm fine being indoors. I'm fine in elevators, but I watched this video. I was watching a video of people diving in 
Mexico or South America somewhere, uh, Central South America, whatever, these underwater caves where there is um, evidence of, um, you know, Aztec, Inca, Olmec, Toltec, one of them. And at one point you have to dive underwater, you're in this cave, and then you have to take your, your tank off, shove it through the this little opening... And then follow your tank through because it's too small for you to fit. Right, yeah. And I was watching that and I'm getting like cold sweats. I'm like, oh, that's no. That is, holy fuck, would I never do that? I'm like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. It like sent me like waves of terror. I'm like, oh, apparently I'm kind of claustrophobic in that exact way because, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, um, oftentimes at work we do, I wouldn't say that very action, but there's a lot of times when you can't fit into the machinery with your backup air on your back. So you rely on the the backup air that's up on the top side that your, they call it the tender is in control of. And you leave your personal backup air on the deck and you climb inside the machine. And sometimes like you have to really wrench that helmet down in between the metal bars of the machine. So it's kind of nerve wracking in those moments. That, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, good on you. I suppose it's, you know, obviously it's work that needs to be done, but, um, I, I would, I would weep openly and, and, and cry a lot and then probably <laughs> just freeze up and, and die, uh, very quickly. Oh, no, you'd be fine. In fact, when I, when I, when, uh, the job get, does get approved out in Oregon, I'm gonna bring, bring the, uh, equipment by and we're gonna, we're gonna do some training. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, we should. Here's the thing is what you need to know is, um, I'm not very athletic. Uh, I don't really have great lung power and I don't know how to swim. So I don't know if any of those are gonna, are, are gonna, you know, get in the way, but, uh, no, no, yeah. actually, oh, okay, good. Yeah. That's, that's the big misconception. Oh, okay. There's no swimming involved. What you want to do is sink all the way to the bottom. Oh, okay. Well, that I can do, actually. Yeah. That, there you that, go. I, I'm probably pretty good at it. Like, I haven't been in water for a while, but I'm reasonably sure I could just sink to the bottom pretty easily. Right. And 90% of the guys that are in the industry are like overweight smokers who drink way too much so you'd be fine all right cool yeah i don't even smoke anymore so yeah i'd probably there you go you got you got an advantage now buddy well if you get into portland uh i i think you should visit the masonic lodge in town and i totally should that would be great we could talk about it another time yeah it'd be good you can go and visit uh sneak me in and i'll uh i'll find where they have the holy grail in there whatever nonsense people believe (laughs) yeah they have like the ghost the ghost knight templar yeah guarding the grail it happens to be in portland it's it's not in the middle east like everybody thought oddly enough yeah well uh, the oh wait, no that's not the holy grail the the ark of the covenant is supposed to be in ethiopia oh really yeah there's this church have you ever seen that it's a, there's this church that claims to have the grail and they have one guy that's allowed to see it and um they've got a whole story of how it got there but um apparently there's like some uh uh i don't know how to word this you get fucked up by doing the job like there's something maybe radioactive or something like like huh. people like i think they have like a really increased like glaucoma rate or not glaucoma glaucoma the thing where your eyes get all f- like foggy i think so okay that thing whatever that's called like there's an increased rate of, rate of that and like there's this one guy he's like the tender of the arc that uh sees it and like no one's allowed to uh go in there other than him and yeah, of uh, course yeah but uh yeah it's been there and it's been going on for a while and like you can visit the thing but you're not allowed inside it's yeah it's pretty cool like there's videos of people finding it or p- people talking to him but yeah it's it's an interesting story and the guy says it's in there like i i see it every day so huh yeah uh the 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 whole story of the ethiopian church is a really interesting one have you read in, into that at all what do you mean just the the um ethiopian christians their 
their version of Christianity is like one of the most unbroken lines of Christianity as compared to all the other branches. Uh, yeah, you know what? I have heard something about this, but I don't really know much about it. Yeah, like, uh, so I was eating in an Ethiopian restaurant and they had this tapestry. And so I'd kind of read a little bit about the stories about the Ethiopian church. And it had some really cool pictures on this tapestry on the wall. So I call the waiter over and I'm like, man, you got to tell me about this tapestry. It's way too interesting, brother. And he's like, okay. Their whole, apparently a big part of their story as the Ethiopian church is that their one of their queens was one of the many wives of Solomon. And in their history, King Solomon came to Ethiopia to spread Christianity. And I don't know if she was a concubine or if he actually married her. But, like, they make a big deal about Solomon was the one that, like, married their queen and brought Christianity to Ethiopia. Oh. Pretty intense. Yeah. Wait. And, like, and yeah, like their... Yeah, but Solomon was before Christ. Yeah, exactly. Wait, so how did he bring Christianity? He was before Christ. Well... Or am I missing something? Retro, retroactively brought Christianity. Brought the uh, Abrahamic religion. Oh, oh, okay. oh, so, yeah, yeah, so he brought, like, some, like... OG Jew stuff, and then then when Jesus showed up, they were kind of the foundations were set already. Exactly. Okay, I oh, gotcha. Yeah, because I was like, wait a second, am I really that wrong about my time? Like, I suck at time. Like, uh, like what? I'm mean, pretty good at what came first and what came second, etc. But like the years I'm screwed up on, I'm like, there's exactly, no yeah. way I'm that dumb that Solomon's Temple comes after Jesus. Like, I'm fucking a hundred percent sure about this. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, they're what's totally happening. totally more Jewy than other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because as far as the Abrahamic religions are concerned, I like the Jews the best. Really? Yeah. Because their whole thing's like, uh, you can, like, you're allowed to argue with the rabbi. Like, they teach, like, you know, debate. Like, I mean, I don't agree with most of their shit. But as far as, like, the dumb fuckery of the big three, like, that's the one that seems to be the most, like, kind of intellectual. Yeah, I guess in some, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's some, there's, there's, there are intellectual slant in the, in the, uh, Islam, but... The problem is just growing up when I did and where I did. It's hard for me to kind of separate the uh, kind of violent uh, extremist side of it. Like in the same way, like Christianity, like, you know, I grew up in now. So there's a lot of like, oh, you're the idiots that want to fucking put uh, creationism in my school or you're the Westboro Baptist Church. So, yeah, you know, it's man. really hard for me to like kind of dig on any kind of like even take Christianity seriously in any way, shape or form. Because it's like in my head, it's like, oh, that's that's you dudes. All right, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with that myself right now. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, the thing is, what it comes down to, for me, is there's no way that the god in that book is the guy that created the universe. Because there were religions before that one. That's so, where I'm coming from. So I'm pretty, like, there's, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't need to consider them at all. Other than the fact they run shit, I'm good. Like, I don't, that's not on the list of things that I'm going to believe in. So, have fun. Uh, I, I, I good for you uh if you believe in it as a metaphor there's some good shit in there if you believe it as a literal word for word thing you um need to learn on your reading skills and how you analyze text and how you know contradictory things cannot be in a book if everything's true and yet that book has contradictory things that I <laughs> yeah fucking contradict like severe contradictions to observable reality yeah oh not even observable contradictions in the own fucking text like in the in the story and to itself yeah yes, like yes, in the, yes. the fucking Noah story it's it's sorry the Adam story it's they've got a story of 
They're both made from mud, and then there's a story of fucking making E from Adam's rib. You've got an internal contradiction in the first fucking book. If you're taking this shit word for word literal, you're an idiot. Like, you are just a fucking moron, or you haven't read the book properly, because it can't be literal. There's shit that contradicts hey, each other. Hey, God, God works in mysterious ways. He, he, well, How dare you, sir? He would work in mysterious ways if you didn't take the book literally. But right, unfortunately, exactly. you do. So God can't work in mysterious ways because he explains all of his shit in the Old Testament. He walks you through it. Except, unfortunately, some of that shit contradicts each other. It's a mystery. That's his book. It's a literal word. Fuck you, idiots. <laughs> Sorry, literalism annoys me in everything. Yeah, that's why I stopped um, paying attention to my Jehovah's Witness family. I'm like, yeah. I got to get away from you people. Yeah, it's just, there's so, uh, it's just silly. I mean, like, ugh, even the New Testament, if they have the same New Testament, there's, you know, Luke's the only one that's got a bunch of weird, wacky stories in it, and the contradicts, ugh, silliness. Sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of everybody, but I did, because you believe in dumb shit, says the guy that has many videos and things about reading tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I always like, I, I like what people yeah, think. Yeah, like, weren't, weren't, let's, let's make fun of you for a minute. Yeah, weren't well, tarot cards, like, invented in the 50s or something? Yeah, 1400s, but yeah, it's still pretty recently. Um, so basically the 50s. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Here's the thing. Whoa, is, so ancient, Alex. That's what. That, well, that's what I very much like when people get annoyed at me for when I'm shitting on their religion. It's like you're listening to a fucking practicing occultist. Like I have tarot cards. <laughs> like, you, are you fucking retarded? How, how could you possibly be offended by me saying this shit? Like, I'm a nutbag. I I openly admit it. I'm 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 literally insane. Like, my brain doesn't work well. And somehow, oh yeah, that guy from the Alex cast said something about my religion. Oh no, if if. If I'm powerful enough to rock your faith, your faith was built on fucking sand, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why there was only one set of footprints, because Jesus fucked off and helped somebody else. Yeah. No, actually, I think there was only one set of footprints, because um, that's when he invented remote-controlled boats. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's in the Gnostic texts. Yeah. Yes, yes, those wonderful <laughs> Gnostic texts. That talk about boats. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm actually having uh, next week. I'm having Dr. Michael Heiser on. He's the um, ancient Semitic scholar. Um, he was one of the dudes I got. If you ever saw uh, Ancient Aliens Debunked, I know I've gone on about it on the show a bunch. Um, I've watched some of that. Yes. And Zachariah Sitchin is wrong. Uh, he's been coast to coast a bunch of times, but he's coming on next week, and he's uh, he's uh, pretty sure he's like an expert on like Gnostic shit. Um, and, yeah, well, I, I mean, everybody knows he's going to try to one-up me as a guest. I think it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, <laughs> him, him having, you know, uh, years upon years of scholarship and everything I find interesting. Um, right. I, th I mean, frankly, I think uh, he doesn't have a chance, you know? Well, yeah. no. I mean, I mean, compared to my complete lack of experience even doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and, and him He's, having been on... He, you know, he has nothing. Yeah, him having been on the biggest shows in the world, uh, you know, drastically larger than mine, and, you know... But you're a Freemason, so, yeah, right, there's something. <laughs> For some reason, just because I said I'm a Freemason, like, your uh, listenership just goes, just spikes oh, around yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah finally. You know, free and accepted podcast Freemasons. There's a... I was watching that, <laughs> um... The moon shit uh, that I was talking about earlier, and one of them... Uh, they were talking about the alignments that they landed, et cetera, and complicated stuff. But they made a point of uh, Buzz Aldrin being a, a Freemason. And one of the things I, I really loved in, the, in this uh, talk they're giving is they showed the um, 
astronaut pictures of, uh, I think they were actually on the shuttle or whatever at the time. Not the shuttle, the rocket thing. Um, but they show this picture of, of him, and he's got his, his Masonic ring, uh, like full-on view in the picture. But he's not wearing his wedding ring, and he was married at the time. And I was like, oh, man, that Ooh. is a fucking... One, his wife's got to be pissed. And two, that, that guy's got to be some pretty high-up Mason right there, because that's some secret shit going on there. When you're fucking making sure your photo... Is it's got your like that's some that's I don't know what degree you are, but like you you know right you you know you're not you're not just regular paying your dues fucking Brett level you're you're got some like you know where the <laughs> hidden you know where the uh, the fucking <laughs> hidden temples are <laughs> right right like he like he's got a card that says now we're gonna have thirty four like yeah also in view of the camera like check out the ring. Now it's going to be 34. Yeah, he's got, like, the stone cutters thing from The Simpsons where, like, he, he can, like, just drive into mountains to get around traffic, you know? Right, right. Like, uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I'm going to start. I'm going to start the free and accepted stone cutters uh, just after The Simpsons. And and I'm going to invite everybody. And I'm going to I'm gonna fucking beat the, beat the Freemasons at their own game. And then you're going to learn how to time travel. And... You're gonna defeat evil time traveling traveling Barack Obama and link the What cast and the Alex cast together forever in a spiral of doom. Nah, I mean, I, I you know, I was doing this first. You know, they can they can have their show. Have fun. <laughs> I'm good. You know, you know, God bless the What cast, but you know, it's, let's face it. You know, over there. <laughs> Being I, love, I love the rivalry, by the way. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Just you guys pull no punches. I do. Trust me. Some of the shit I could actually say if I really had any actual <laughs> belief in a rivalry. Man. I mean, some of the shit I know about Mateo alone. Whew. I mean. Oh, my goodness. I forget about Mike's fucking. Do you know what he feeds those mantises? Well, let's just say this. There used to be more kids in that house. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it there. All right. Not, not, not for nothing. You know, he got into this whole conspiracy thing, child sacrifice. You know, all this Soil stuff. Soylent Green, Soylent yeah. Green Jr. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you know, oh, I'll get to read about uh, satanic cults that kill children and feed them to. Th- oh, wait a second, idea. Uh, uh, protest too much there, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Janie? Where's Janie, Mike? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Hey, I, man. I don't know the names of his kids, and I'm really sorry if one's named Janie. I was trying to pick a name that there's no fucking way that would be one. So apologies if that is one. <laughs> I don't even know what sex they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be terrible if that really was a poor kid's Here's the thing is, I'm good at guessing sometimes, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I really hope I didn't just hit one right there, because I literally don't know any of their names. So if that is, I very much apologize, because I'm talking about imaginary children, not actual kids. You don't bring up real kids on the show, because I'm not allowed to win 500 feet of them. You know what I just realized, too? What's that? I'm... I'm I'm sorry I brought up another show, and and we haven't even talked about this that bar. Look at you. Are you are you, are you going to do that? I mean, I want to be a part of that. Oh, do you want to be a part of it? Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it right now. All right. Um, wait. Do you have that screen where you can see my text? I'll I'll, I'll send you stuff here. Yeah. If you don't have it memorized already, which I'm sure you don't, because you just called it that bar. Oh, I know what it is. I just okay. I, I just want to be a part of the magic that happens with sponsorship. You got it. Okay. Oh my goodness, it's happening. Yeah. You guys, this is in real time. Everything's in real time on the show. What am I getting fucking edit? So, guys, gals, indeterminates, <laughs> spacemen, <laughs> reptoids, Pleiadians, insectoids. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Dune, 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 dune. 
you want to be where the people, well, they know your name. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Hey, Brett, do you happen to know a place that maybe fits that description? No, I don't, sir. Oh. But I know a place that sets the standard. Ooh. What place is that? It happens to be called The Standard, and it exists in Portland, Oregon, at 14 Northeast 22nd Street. You can find them online at facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Wow. You know what? This place sounds fantastic. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's so familiar. It's almost like I've been babbling on and on about them for the better part of two years. <laughs> that can't possibly be true, though. Who am I? I'm a teetotaler. I would never be there on Sundays for $3 microbrews. I mean, I would never walk into the Standard at 14 Northeast 22nd and have a delicious microbrew from Oregon, Beervana, for $3. Impossible. Also... Alex, yes. Alex, please, please tell me. Is there... Could there possibly be a night where I could come in and drink discounted hams? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, it might be... Uh, it's not Odin's Day. It's not Tord's Day. Wednesday. Wednesday night. You can drink $1 hams. That's when fantastic Wednesday. news. Yes. In celebration of Wednesday. Is that... Is Odin Wednesday? Uh, yes. Uh, Odin's Day is Wednesday. Yeah. That is correct. As I was saying that, I was like, oh, fuck. I actually think Wednesday is Odin's Day. Shit. <laughs> well, whatever. Here's the thing is, um... The guy that owns the bar, Reed, very lovely man, uh, thankfully doesn't listen to this, so he has no idea the, the <laughs> weirdness that happens during the commercials. I mean, I have told him every now and again about how fucking odd it gets, and um, I don't remember what happened, but I know at one point I started talking about Nazi Germany in the middle of doing a fucking standard read, so... Oh, no. I think I remember that episode, actually. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, are, do you remember the time, you know, uh, Doug Benson talked about, uh, you know, Squarespace? No. But you would remember the time some random fucking dude started babbling to the point of Nazi Germany in the middle of a read. That's rememberable. Right. So, I mean, he probably made, he's probably made a good $423 off of your mentioning of the bar. I think so. In fact, I think more than that. More than that. Because, you know, you know is, uh, is priceless. Is, What's that? Uh, is, uh, is love. And I love the standards. I had no idea where it's going there. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to think of something. I'm like, I, I got, I got fucking nothing here. I've been talking about this fucking hey, stupid Alex, bar forever. All, all you need is love, buddy. That is true. Love is all you need. Love and a bar where you can get drunk and talk about stuff. And well, that's what that place is. The Standard. Facebook.com/slash/TheStandardPDX. 14 Northeast 22nd. I haven't done the Alex voice all, all show. Is that the Alex voice? Yeah, that's the, that's a. Hey guys, it's me, Alex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I did, I, didn't, I did not know that was called the Alex voice. Well, I think there might be a different one because back in the early days, and I don't think there's a lot of these shows left. I think there's some that there's reference to, but there used to be a bunch of Alexes. There was Alex, the Alex cast voice, um, Alex from the future, and Alex from the future was a regular thing where it's I would fuck something up or need to edit. So I would edit in me on a really shitty mic. I'm like, it's me, Alex from the future. And it's just sounded like crap. And so, yeah, there's a bunch oh, of, like, God. weird shit in the early shows, so um, the opening voice got a random name. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if you sat through it, but at one point I tried doing, I did the Quint speech from Jaws in the Alex voice. It was, it was as bad as you would think. You know, I, yeah, I, uh, as far as catching up on episodes, I'm so, I have to be so random. I have this, obli this sense of obligation to my day-to-day -day life. 
Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm more important than your wife and children. So um, let's. That's true. Let's that's get that's going. why I I binge listen to the Alex cast when I am laying down in the back of the crew truck, exactly. bouncing across the highways of the United States. Exactly. I am, if I may be so bold, I am your personal Hirama Biff. I built wow. Solomon's Temple, the Echo Chamber. Solomon's Temple, the Echo Chamber. Echo Chamber Studios, the Alex Cast. I am now. I mean, let's face it. I'm your Jesus. Hey, guys, it's me, the Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm crumbling right now. Well, that's why you should. You've, uh, you've shattered my very soul. Yes, please uh, supplicate yourself before me, genuflect, and uh, hope that at some point I do not let forth my wrath. But on that note... I need to go drink more cheap whiskey, Alex. Why is that? I just told you, you shattered my soul. Oh, is that what you do when you, your soul... I mean, my soul's been... I'm fucking Voldemort level of having my soul, my soul shattered, so I don't really know what it's like to be a regular person that remembers what it's like to, you know, feel joy and love. Is that why you need me to supplicate... Mm, no, I just wanted to say a word. I don't know. Sounded <laughs> fancy. But let's end this. I've thing. been, uh, I've been the thing I've been doing lately. I've been trying to uh, overcompliment people. Oh. So I'm working on trying to overcompliment you. Oh, okay. Well, um, let's see. Something out here. Alex, you were an incredibly powerful friend. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. One sec. Okay. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Please tell me you just took your pants off. No, I just pulled my zipper down <laughs> just for the effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. So anyway, see. you're going on Alex, about how great I am. You are you are an incredibly powerful friend. Um, I value your your presence in my life above many other presences, and you're incredibly handsome. And everyone, everyone with half a brain should be your number one fan. That you're was, beautiful. That was nice, but full of lies. And um, I do appreciate that. So I do appreciate that. Two other over compliments that I've done recently. All right. One is I work with a lot of uh, rough around the edges construction type guys. Mm-hmm. So I've just been anytime they do anything that's good at all, like they complete some menial task on the job, I'll walk up to my coworkers and say, "Hey man, I just got to tell you, you're a really handsome dude, and you have a very big wiener." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, they do not know how to handle that. It no, is hilarious. I would find that. I mean, although I would find that very funny, I could see how somebody would find that incredibly uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it is. It is very uncomfortable for them. But I told this. I told this. Uh, we were working in New Jersey, and this guy we were were working with was a uh, was a welder that had been working in this um, water treatment plant for like thirty five years. And I told him that like he really helped us out on the job. I told him, hey, man, you are just in a really handsome guy, and you have a huge wiener. And he just lost it. <laughs> yeah, I should think so. It was, it was great. But then he recovered, and he said, yeah, you know, we do what we can. It's nice. It's <laughs> it was nice. perfect. Where, where in New Jersey were you? Uh, let's see. What was that town? Brid, bridge, Bridgewater? Oh, that's the one you're asking about. Okay, the one I yeah, don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it. And then I was on the phone with someone from, what company was it? Let's not say the company. All right. But I was on the phone with a customer service representative. And that customer service representative said to me, Sir, is there anything else I can help you with today? And I said, No, but I'd like to tell you something. And she said, What's that? And I told her, Miss, 
You have a beautiful soul, and I hope your wildest dreams come true. Aww. It was wonderful. I would have said... She laughed, and we had a moment. I would have said, you're beautiful and have a gaping vagina, and I know someone (laughs) I could introduce you to. (laughs) In fact, I've got a string of guys with huge wieners behind me uh, that I can introduce you to, because them behind me makes me uncomfortable, and let's get this going, Miss CSR. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry I said gaping vagina, but I'm not. But anyway, we're done, Fred. we're, We're done with this shit. The show has been wonderful, and I thank you for joining me. Um, like I thank a, you for letting me join you. You got it. Like, like I always say, is don't show prep and just turn on mics, and then weird things happen. And yeah, I don't. Did we even? I guess we talked a little bit about subjects. Yeah, we did the occult thing. That was pretty much the only thing I had written down. All right. Well, I hope this works for you. Yeah, it does. It worked. <laughs> it worked fine. Look, the main thing is I'm just shoveling horseshit so I can keep up advertiser Um, oh yeah and i i have totally bought stuff through your amazon button oh yes i very much appreciate that uh uh, you you told me that you've got some kind of uh beard trimmer yeah dude it is an awesome beard trimmer and i hope like i said that now you're filthy rich well i did see uh a nice 60 something cents uh come through uh recently so that might be uh that might be the old (laughs) the old norelco money (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm glad I got to contribute like that, sir. I also, uh, during your fundraising campaign for the new computer, I convinced my wife to let me send you $1 through PayPal. Oh, and you know what? That $1 was wonderful. Because I said every dollar counted, and it did. In fact, we're recording this on that very computer. Ah, wonderful. Circle See, networking, life. man. That's what it's all about. It is. It is. It is like the movie Network. High five, sir. No. High five to you. This has been a show that I casually call the Joe Rogan Experience. With two X's. With two X's. The Joe Rogan Experience. And no, the, it's your show. You should realize the X is silent. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I want it's people like to spell French. it. Yeah. Uh, so that's been uh, Brian Redband. I've been... Um, I've been some other guy that goes on Joe's show because I don't. I haven't listened in a while. I can't think of anybody else. Uh, Brett, do you want to tell them what your what your thing is, like your Twitter, and then maybe they can find you. And and I think pretty much everybody that listens to the show that will ever follow anybody it probably already does. But yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> so, uh, my Twitter handle is at altered underscore one spelled out O N E. Yes, because he is Neo, the one. See Neo, N-E-O, the one. Man, that movie just just never, never stops being deep. And you can find me uh, at the Alex cast. Alex is always spelled with two X's. And the first X is silent. <laughs> Indeed, sir. For a while, I was going to try shoehorning in a silent K at the front just to be a dick. But uh, I, I didn't because, you know. I do need to give website addresses out and having the silent K, although funny to me, wouldn't work uh, as far as social media, um, you know, sharing and whatever. Social media is stupid. You know what it is? It is. It's, um, you know what social media is? It's just a bullshit Freemasonry. Everybody go. Everybody fucking join up. Yeah, comment on that, YouTubers. Yeah, go get them. Well, Brett, thank you very much for joining me uh, on on the show, and uh, I will talk to you on... Twitter, and you can talk to me back, and it'll be good. Yes, thank you. All right, well, you have a fine rest of your evening. You too. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Bye.